murder, divorce, drugs. Our courts are full of stories, scary, sad, and hilarious. Most are tales stranger than fiction. These are true law stories, brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com, the ultimate resource for customer and client video stories. All right, on this true law stories, we're going to talk about the horror of losing your house after retirement. Talk about the story of two sisters who ended up losing everything just about trying to take care of each other and how Medicaid really doesn't help. Medicare doesn't help. The myth of Medicare, the myth of the five-year look-back period, if you know anything about Medicaid, um, the problems that the wrong powers of attorney can cause, and the problems with ending up with a guardianship. All that and more with Jason Newfeld from Elder Needs Law. Jason, say hi. Hey. <laughs> and we'll, we're get, Before we get started, this is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com, one of the best ways to promote your business, uh, your law practice, your dental practice, any type of business is through your client stories. Go to VideoCaseStory.com, learn how we can collect, craft, and help you deliver those case stories. All right, let's get started. Um, well, Jason, you know, we're going to tell uh, a couple stories, one of someone selling everything when they didn't need to, and the, the flip of it... Um, and but before we get into it, real quickly, explain to everyone what elder law is. Yeah, it's it's a great question. And actually, I am sometimes will be in a group of lawyers who don't know what elder law is because it, it's an umbrella term. It means multiple different things. And there are some areas of elder law that I think most people are going to be familiar with, right? There's things like estate planning, wills, trusts, powers of attorney, very, very important. There's things like probate. If you don't plan properly, what happens to your stuff after you pass away and someone's got to go to court to you know, make sure your heirs get what they're supposed to get. What I do that is a little bit different and a little bit more niche is what's referred to as Medicaid planning, which is... Um, you know, primarily what elder law attorneys are, are focused on. The idea being that as we get older, right, as you said, most of us, if you, as you get older, you're going to need long-term care, whether that's care in the home, whether that's care in an assisted living facility, whether that's care in a nursing home, law, some assistance will be needed. And the question is, how do you pay for it? Uh, so I tell people, listen, if you're ultra wealthy, you pay with cash and that's fine. That's wonderful, right? Cash is king. That gives you lots of options and that's wonderful. And I, I tell people, typically it's my, you know, I, when I'm dealing with the adult children of my clients, I'm going, hey, you know, long-term care insurance is absolutely something that you should be looking into because that is the biggest threat to your wealth. Now, if you are on the opposite end of the spectrum, right, if you are indigent, you're poor, uh, you may very well automatically qualify for the programs that will help you pay for these things. And, and it's everyone else, everyone in between gets the short end of the stick. It's the middle class, the working class, even upper middle class folks who have what they've worked so hard for really at risk. And that's where I help. That's where I help people as a Medicaid planning attorney legally and ethically protect their assets and get them qualified to pay for any of these long-term care scenarios. It can be a real nightmare. I mean, yeah. literal nightmare because someone, I mean, this is what we all do, right? We save yeah. up for retirement. Yeah. We save up and everyone's working hard to have enough for retirement. And, you know, when you say middle class, what is the average amount that you see people lose because of not doing this properly? Yeah, so at the, at the high end of the spectrum in Florida, which is where I, I, I serve anyone in the state of Florida, but I don't, I really don't help. I, I'm not allowed to help people outside of Florida. I'm only licensed in Florida. 
uh, but in Florida, the average cost of a, of a nursing home, that's the highest end, that's where you really need 24-7 care, the average cost is about $11,000 per month, per month, okay. So, so that's gonna decimate the life savings of, of someone who needs that level of care for any period of time. And of course, as you go down the spectrum, right, home health care, right, you, you start off only needing a couple hours a day, that's probably pretty manageable, but sometimes you get to the point where you need, you know, 12 hours a day of care, that gets much more expensive. So this is literally, for a lot of people, a six-figure per year expense. So it, it can be absolutely devastating. Yeah, and I mean, we're also worried about losing our money in the stock market, losing our money in all these different places. And that's right. This is, the, like you said, this is the biggest threat to your this long-term is it. wealth. This is what's going to get you. It's, it's, listen, there's certainly lots of other financial risks out there, but this is the one that, again, the longer you are alive, the more likelihood is going to be a factor in, in, in jeopardizing what you have to live off of and pass on to your heirs. Yeah, because in the stories, you know, I, I've personally been through it with both in-laws and parents, and no one tells these stories. And it's just kind of like this thing we sweep under the rug until you have to find out about it. And then you're like, holy crap, I didn't know how expensive this is going to be. And then people, like you said, get a lot of misinformation. So you have a client or you had someone come to you with yeah. a lot of misinformation. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and I want to preface it by saying this is like par for the course. And this is the reason why I love coming on shows like this. And I'm always looking for speaking engagements because there's so much bad information out there. And it, this bad information is causing people to make uh, awful decisions that are having significant impacts on their lives. So... The, the story that is kind of the, the, the prototypical story that happens more frequently than we would like to admit is I had um, it was two sisters and you had one sister who uh, her name was Helen and she was very sick and uh, had been receiving long-term care at, at home. And then we had her sister who was her power of attorney who was taking care of Helen and, and you know, the one who was, you know, helping her live her life and guide her life because Helen wasn't able to do it herself. So Helen's sister calls me up and she goes, Jason, um, we're at our wits end. Um, we, I'm down to Helen's last $7,000 and we had to sell her house and we've gone through her life savings and, you know, we see that this money is, uh, is going real quickly and we don't know what to do. I said, I said, why'd you sell the house? And she goes, well, because we had to, we, you know, we needed help paying for all this stuff that she needs. Now she lives with me and we needed to sell the house. So we have the resources to pay for the live-in care. And now she need to go, needs to go to an assisted living facility. We can't afford it. We had to sell her house. And I was, I was just so profoundly sad because I said, I said, I really, I wish you'd call me a couple years ago because you didn't have to do that. You know, we have this thing called Medicaid planning. And she goes, yes, I know all about Medicaid planning. Um, you know, we just didn't have five years to wait. Uh, and I said, again, also even more profoundly sad, I go, that's not what the five-year thing means. Everyone knows if you know anything about Medicaid planning, you know, five years is important. All five-year, the five-year look-back rule refers to is you cannot give things away within five years of applying for Medicaid. So what I do is when people come to me, is we they come to me with assets, we have ways of getting assets out of their name 
in a way that is not a gift, in a Medicaid-compliant manner, so you don't have to spend every last dime. And by the way, what this person also didn't know was your house does not count as an asset, meaning you're allowed to have a house for the most part. If it's worth if, if it's worth less than $680,000, you're allowed to have a house, which is most of my most of my clients. So you didn't have to sell the house. You didn't have to spend every last or get to, you know, to the point where you basically had nothing left. We could have done something about this sooner. And Helen's sister started crying. And I said, listen, don't worry about it. I take a certain number of pro bono cases per year. I'm going to take your sister's case on pro bono because I just felt so awful for her. And, um, you know, we made the best of a bad situation. But this is just a prime example of just talking to neighbors and friends and maybe, you know, some bad websites on Google get people into a lot of trouble. Yeah. And also, uh, people don't understand the difference between a lot of times Medicare and Medicaid, do they? Yeah. Oh, that's I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. That is absolutely a fundamental misunderstanding that people have is people sometimes will walk into my office quite confident in themselves and they'll go, Jason, don't worry. I have the best Medicare supplement money can buy. I'm all set. <laughs> I go, well, well, the thing is Medicare, which is what you get when you turn 65 and if you've paid into the system is health insurance and it's really good health insurance. It lets you go to the doctor and lets you go get all the procedures that you need. And if you need prescriptions, if you've got a good advantage plan or a supplement, it can pay for these prescriptions with a very minimal copay. So it's just health insurance, but it doesn't really cover long-term care. In very limited situations, will it cover care at home and typically for a very temporary amount of time and for a small number of hours per day. In a nursing home, Medicare will pay for the first 20 days in full and then days 21 through 100, so the remaining 80 days, there will be a significant daily copay. And after 100 days, Medicare will not pay one red dime. doesn't matter what supplement you have. They're not paying anything toward a nursing home and they don't pay anything for assisted living facility as well. Medicaid, which is what you have if you have are below a certain income and asset level, uh, will pay for a lot more home health care, ALF care, and they pay for essentially all of your nursing home care. Okay, yeah, and I mean, it's it's pretty scary for people because they don't realize that and they, they've set it up. Now, if it all works out well, you've had some clients that it works, obviously do the right yeah. planning. What yeah. happens when it works out well? Yeah, so we have people, you know, uh, my clients come to me, they, they may or may not own their home. And on top of that, they'll typically have between $50,000, $60,000 to $800,000 on, on top of all that. And, you know, they think that they're going to lose nearly all of it. And I get to tell them, I go, no, we're going we're gonna to protect about 90% of your assets. And they are flabbergasted. So it's, it depends on every situation is a little bit different. These are not, they're never one size fits all solutions, but that's a pretty good rule of thumb is about 90% of what you're worth. We will be able to protect, which is far better than having to just go through it all and be worth zero before you or close to zero, $2,000 to your name before you actually qualify for these programs. Yeah. Close enough. I mean, especially after working all your life, and saving all your life and then and, and that's the interplay right between that's why we elder law attorneys don't only do medicaid planning we do estate planning as well because there's that okay we're protecting your assets so you can lead the highest possible quality of life pos uh, until the very end 
And then whatever you're left with, we're making it more likely that you have something to pass on to your heirs. And how do we manage that in the most efficient way possible and avoid probate court and things like that? So that's why there's a strong link between Medicaid planning and estate planning. And so, you know, what generally is the time frame that someone needs to come to you before? So there are, I really have two types of clients. I have the planners and I have the people who come to me in crisis and I can help out both. What happens is um, if you, typically people who know they have a family history of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or they've seen a relative go through it, they'll come to me. Typically they're relatively healthy in their early to mid seventies. And they say, I, I know what's coming down the pike. I don't need care right now, but what can we do? So remember, I told you about that five-year rule where you can't give things away within five years. Well, we can take advantage. If you have five years to plan, we can take advantage of that and protect nearly everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's nearly everything if you do have those five years. That is 10% of my clients. 90% of my clients don't have that foresight, which is very understandable. And they come to me in a time of crisis. They go, I need help right now. Or, you know, I need help in several, in a month from now or a couple months from now. I can't wait five years. I, I need home care at home or I need care in a facility. Sometimes it's right after a traumatic event, like a heart attack or a stroke or a car accident. They go from independent to needing full-time care. Um, those are my crisis cases and we can help those people as well. And that can take anywhere from... I'd say between two and four months between well, the time they call my office at the time that we get them onto this program uh, and have protected, uh, you know, 85, 90% of their assets. Well, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. What other, I mean, obviously losing your house is the worst yeah. thing possible. Yeah. But what else can happen if we don't do this? Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and by the way, sometimes it's a matter of people don't want their house anymore, right? Sometimes they're going into a facility and they can't, there's no one else living in the home and who's going to, who's going to keep up the house and pay the taxes and, and maintain the house and pay the electric bill and all that stuff. So sometimes we are selling the house strategically and then we have a plan in place on what to do with the proceeds. So I always like to say that we, we, take everyone as they come to us and we, you know, have a pretty detailed intake process so that we can tailor make a solution that best fits their particular needs for them and their family. The, the, other, the other way people get into trouble is when they don't have capacity, they don't have their mind, and they don't have a good durable power of attorney. What we do, we see a lot of this where people, they will have printed a free form online. And I actually have a video that I put together of like the three most common free forms online and why they are partially deficient. Now I say that because these free forms, the forms you get from, you know, these like low cost, you know, generic services, they're typically fine for things like going to the bank, right? They're usually for selling your car, things like that. But what happens is Florida requires powers of attorney to be very, very specific. So you can't just say, I give my agent the ability to do everything for me, so help me God, end of story, right? If it's not specifically written in there, they can't do it. Not only that, there are certain provisions where if they're not initialed properly, it can be circled and highlighted and bolded and you still can't do it just because the statute requires an initialing. And so when we're talking about Medicaid planning, we are talking about 
things that are much more complicated than everyday transactions. So people get into trouble or they have this power of attorney that I can't work with. And that gets people into trouble because now we have to go to guardianship court, right? Where we got to get the judge to say, hey, we didn't have, we didn't have the right documentation. We have the son, the daughter, the, the spouse. Please empower this person to be able to make the right decision so that we can protect what they have left. And that's a much costlier process. So that's where we, so we see a lot of people getting into trouble that way. So again, that's the, the interplay between estate planning. And you know, I caution people, don't go to your bankruptcy attorney or your personal injury attorney or your family law attorney and ask for these basic estate planning documents because you're just, with some exception, you're likely just going to get an old form that they have because they're not thinking through these issues, right? I don't, right, if someone comes to me with a divorce question, I go, I need to refer you to a divorce attorney because I took one class of divorce law in law school and that it's, it's been 15 years. I, I don't know much about that, right? So we got to make sure that people are working with the right specialist because the law changes, especially with Medicaid planning. The law changes a, uh, a, a quite a bit. And if you're not with someone who's keeping up with these changes, who's at the forefront, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's just so much. It's mm -hmm. so much that people don't talk about. Yeah. And there's such scary stories because, I mean, we, we think we're going to go into our twilight, right, into our retirement. Yeah. Everything's going to be fun and fine and just right. playing golf. And I've that's saved right. up all this money. Right. They think Medi they got their Medicare, they got their Medicare card. They think their Medicare is going to take care of them. And unfortunately, uh, you know, Medicare is great. Medicare does a lot. And Medicare is wonderful health insurance, but it is uh, not a long-term care policy. Well, Jason, if someone needs help with this, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, uh, email is terrific. I'm Jason at elderneedslaw.com, website elderneedslaw.com, where you can fill out any of our contact us form. Uh, we have our phone number, uh, 305-931-0478. That is one of our main lines. Uh, we have offices in South Miami, Aventura, Plantation, uh, and Boca Raton. And we actually just opened one up in Pensacola because I have an attorney who works out of that office now. Uh, but we serve people throughout the state of Florida. So no, no matter where you are in Florida, you can call the phone number or email us or set up a web form and we'll, we'll be able to help you. And we, we do that quite often. Awesome. And you also have written a book too on this I subject. Have. Yes. Yeah. So again, it's part of my effort to uh, clear away the debris, all the bad information out there. So I actually have one right here and it is called how to get Medicaid to pay for some or all of your long-term care expenses without having to wait five years, without having to sell your house, without having to go broke first. And it's available on Amazon and it's, you know, I think it's 10 bucks if you got a Kindle and 14 bucks if you want a hard copy of it. And, um, it is chock full of just useful information. If nothing else, it makes going to make you a more educated consumer. Even if you're not seeing me, if you're going to another elder law attorney in Florida, this book is designed to arm you with good information so you can ask more intelligent questions, have an idea of how the process works before that consultation. And certainly if it, if you want to call us, we're happy to, happy to Fantastic. talk to you also. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, we'll put, make sure to put links to all that stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on True Law Stories, Jason. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Ian, really so nice to be here. Thank you for having me, truly. And thank you for taking Jason on your journey. This has been Ian Garlic and True Law Stories. True Law Stories has been brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. Testimonials stink. No one wants to watch a testimonial or read a case study. You need Video Case Stories for your business.
Go to videocasestory.com to learn more.